compelling reasons. Walden nodded. He was not going to say it was perfectly all right. You'd better tell me what they are. The Germans are preparing for war. They will attack France almost certainly. The question is, will we come to the aid of France? No, said Walden. The Foreign Secretary has assured us that we have no obligation to France. So what will happen? Um, Sir Edward is sincere, of course, Churchill said, but he is mistaken. If England and France together cannot defeat Germany, we must have another ally, a third country on our side, Russia. If Germany is divided, fighting on two fronts, we can win. Russian army is incompetent and corrupt like everything else in that country, but it doesn't matter so long as they draw off part of Germany's strength. Churchill knew perfectly well that Lydia was Russian, and it was characteristically tactless of him to disparage her country in her presence. But Walden let it pass, for he was highly intrigued by what Churchill was saying. I can't imagine your chaps joining hands with the Tsar. Then you misjudge us. To save England, we'll deal with the devil. What have you in mind? A secret treaty, or an unwritten understanding? Both. Walden looked at Churchill through narrowed eyes. This young demagogue might have a brain, he thought. Go on. I have initiated naval talks with the Russians along the lines of our military talks with the French. A young Russian admiral is coming to London. His name is Prince Alexei Orlov. I believe he is related to you, Lady Walden. Yes, Lydia said. He is the son of my elder sister. I didn't know he had become an admiral. He is young to have so much authority. Age thirty, Churchill said to Lydia, and Walden recalled that Churchill at forty was very young to be in charge of the entire Royal Navy. In addition, Churchill went on, Orlov is nephew to the Tsar. Through his father, the late prince, and, more importantly, he is one of the few people other than Rasputin whom the Tsar likes and trusts. If anyone in the Russian naval establishment can swing the Tsar onto our side, Orlov can. Walden asked the question that was on his mind. And my part in all this? I want you to represent England in these talks. You know the Tsar personally. You know Russia, and you speak Russian fluently. You're Orlov's uncle by marriage. It seems you are the only Englishman in whom the Tsar has any faith. He sent a telegram to his cousin, His Majesty King George V, insisting that Orlov deal with you. How would all this be kept secret? It will seem like a social visit, if you agree. Orlov will stay with you for the London season. Am I right in thinking that your daughter is due to come out this year? He looked at Lydia. That's right, she said. So, you'll be going about a good deal anyway. Orlov is a bachelor and obviously very eligible, so we can noise it abroad that he is looking for an English wife. Good idea. Suddenly, Walden realized that he was enjoying himself.
He had used to be a kind of semi-official diplomat under the conservative governments of Salisbury and Balfour, but for the last eight years he had taken no part in international politics. Now he had a chance to go back on stage. The Russians were not easy to deal with. They tended to be capricious, obstinate, and arrogant, but Alex would be manageable. He had spent a couple of years at Oxford University and had visited Walden Hall in the vacations. The boy's father was dead, so Walden gave him rather more time than he might normally have spent with an adolescent, and was delightfully rewarded by a friendship with a lively young mind. Churchill said, "'May I take it, then, that she'll do it?' "'Of course,' said Walden. Lydia sat down in the flower-room, her sanctuary. The talk of St. Petersburg had unnerved her. Alex would be her guest in London for the season, and seeing Alex...